stopping by. Really glad I had this man back. It's Chad Wolf. He's the former acting director of the Department of Homeland Security. Now he is the um, the executive director at America First Policy Institute. Chad, good to see you again. How are you? No, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. You know, you're doing well. I'm doing okay. The border st- uh, sucks. It's not doing well at all. It's actually very, very bad. Um, but I just saw a piece of video, and I, I don't have it queued up, but but trust me when I say, Corrine Jean-Pierre just said something in recent days, something to the effect of Joe Biden has done more for the border to help the border than any president in modern history. He's got the, he's getting the work done, Chad, and he's got the toolbox, it turns out. <laughs> but, um, you know, between what you were doing and what President Trump was doing and what we're seeing now, it's not even close. And it's all been caused by the change in policy that Joe Biden did day one, right? Well, I think that's right, and, and you're right to say it's not even close. And so I'm not sure what uh, you know the White House spokesperson is actually referring to, but right. I think it's important to remember. And you said it; it's the policies by this administration that have caused this. And if you go all the way back to 2021, in the first hundred days, this administration issued 94 discrete and separate immigration executive actions that have caused what we have seen over the last three years. They don't wanna remind the American people about that, that they actually caused this crisis. This is a self-inflicted crisis. It didn't need to occur, it wasn't occurring as President Biden came into office, but yet their decisions and the policies that they have pursued have precipitated the crisis that we are seeing today. And so they have the authorities to solve it today. They don't wanna do that for a variety of different reasons. Um, And that's kind of, that's where we're at. uh, And that's where we find ourselves. The main things that I know he did was he got rid of stay in Mexico, got rid of Title 42, Title 8. He started catch and release again. I didn't realize there was 94 different executive actions. Yeah. Chad, as you watch this, as the guy who used to oversee this, you did it very well. The border was in order when you were in charge. Yeah. When you see this happen, in your heart of hearts, do you know why anybody would want to make us a, an open sieve at our southern border? I don't get it. Well, I don't. I think it comes back to the value sets. And, and you continue to hear Secretary Mayorkas and others say that we're they're trying to implement an immigration system that aligns to their values, but they actually don't define what those values are. And the more that you dig and you peel back that layer uh, of the onion, you start to realize that they want and, and they allow anyone to come into this country, whether they have a, a valid asylum claim or not. So that's one of their values, which I don't think most Americans agree with. Uh, they also will say that one of their values is once people are here, they shouldn't be removed hardly for any reason unless you're a, a terrorist or a very hardened criminal, which, again, isn't what actually immigration law says. And I don't think that most of Americans agree with. So overall, they designed this system over the last three years that, quote, aligns to their values, except their values are out of step with most of Americans. Yeah, I agree with you. AmericaFirstPolicy.com uh, is the website. It's Chad Wolf. When you and when President Trump were in charge, I think there were 500 kids that were separated from their families. And we had AOC down there fake crying for a camera. Yeah. And we had people saying that women were forced to drink out of toilets, which, of course, never happened. Now, the number is about 85,000, the last I heard, just missing kids. We don't know where they are, who came across the border illegally with some adult that we don't even know if they were related to. Have you heard those numbers as well? Can it be as many as 85,000 children that we don't know where they are? And the Democrats aren't saying anything. Well, that's certainly one number that we hear. But I think you, you put this in the right perspective, right? The Democrats and the left like to point back to 2018 and a four-week period where we talked about zero tolerance and, and impacting anywhere from 500 to, to 1,000 individuals. But yet this administration, when you talk about children, uh, unaccompanied children coming over the border, and every unaccompanied child is being trafficked, 
They're almost up to 500,000 children just in these th- the first three years of the Biden administration. And as you indicated, a New York Times article says that the administration has lost contact with 80 to 85,000 of those children. And so you want to talk about, you know, sort of not caring for children and not putting their best interest in, pl- in, 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 in top priority. It is exactly what this administration has done. It's like upside down world or bizarro world, Chad. Here's here's what I mean. The picture of the young girl when Trump was in office and when I believe you were the DHS secretary, that picture of that girl was representative of children ripped from the arm, ripped from the arms of their parents. Chad, in that picture, her mother's leg is right next to her. She's actually with her mother in that picture. And later when the New York Times or whoever it was, maybe it was Time Magazine, who used that picture in the front cover, when they were questioned about that, they said, yeah, we know that she wasn't separated, but she, she does represent the big story that we were trying to show. So alleged journalism is out the window. They will lie to you to get a narrative across. How do you combat that? Because you and I talking about real numbers. What we're saying, what you're saying, this is all true, and we yeah. can verify it with absolute fact. But yeah. the left media that controls the narrative will lie about it. The left in Congress will lie about it. Academia will lie about it. Music and Hollywood will lie about it. How do we combat that? Because we know what we're saying is true, but nobody's hearing it. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult. Obviously, the left controls a lot of those power centers and certainly the messaging that gets out to the, the general American public. I think when you lead with facts, which we do on this issue, the facts are on our side um, and then and the America first policies are on our side. And then you couple that with actually images. Right. And I think the most impactful thing over the last three years has been a couple of things. One is the images that you see mainly from conservative television and certainly radio and others about the right. only ones that are covering it. The images don't lie. The images will tell you that it is a disaster along the southern border. And then I think what Governor Abbott did in busing some of these migrants out of Texas into other communities around the country, uh, if you recall, for the first year or so, this was only a Texas problem along the border. But now places like New York City and Chicago and elsewhere, they're feeling the impact of this as they should. It's not just a Texas problem. And so I think, you know, the images and the impact most Americans now understand what's going on. I think the latest poll that I saw is about 80% either disagree or strongly disagree right. with the way that this administration is handling the border. Who do you think is in charge? Have you got a thought on that? Yeah. It's not Biden. Is it Obama, do you think? Is it Susan Rice? Is it Valerie Jarrett? It's not Biden. Biden doesn't have the capacity to plan lunch, I don't think. So who do you think is running the joint? Yeah, I think when you talk about border security and immigration, I actually think it's Secretary Mayorkas. Okay. And the secretary worked in the Obama administration, was deputy secretary of, of, of the department. So whether or not he has contacts that he's talking to One, in the two, Obama three. team, um, that I don't know. But I think a lot of these ideas are his ideas and his team's idea. Uh, I agree with you. I don't know that President Biden's really following border security and immigration, you know, day to day activities uh, as he should. And certainly as President Trump did, uh, whether there's other elements of the White House directing. Look, at the end of the day, it's Secretary Mayorkas's job and it's his right. responsibility and the buck stops with him. And so he's responsible for, uh, again, the facts say it the worst border crisis that this country has ever experienced. Executive Director of America First Policy Institute. Go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. It's Chad Wolf. Uh, Chad, I'm glad that you brought up my orcas. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to ask you that question. I think you kind of just answered Let me ask you again, though. When it comes to policy, if he wanted to, could he go back to the Trump policies himself? Or do you need executive action to do that? Uh, well, he has executive action. Uh, you have both 
presidential authority and you have secretarial authority. So he could make a lot of changes if you want. Yeah, to. absolutely. And we just put out a great paper at AmericaFirstPolicy.com that lists about 12 or about 10 different authorities that he has today, both the president and the secretary have today that they could execute tomorrow. They don't need congressional approval. They don't need any court approval. They could execute tomorrow to bring this crisis under control. They have refused to use these authorities for three years now. I don't see them using it again this year, but they're out there and they could be used and they were certainly used during the Trump administration. When it comes to impeaching Mayorkas, I think you and I probably agree that it's a good move. At least you'll get on the record exactly what they're doing to to make the, the border so porous and to not care about our security. He's not going to be removed, but let's say that he does get removed. He's not going to. But let's say that that happens in the Senate. What then? Biden just puts another Mayorkas in, no? Well, he could. I don't think I don't think the secretary or sorry, the president would actually get a confirmed uh, secretary back Agreed. at DHS at this point. So it would be an acting. Um, we'll see how that unfolds. But I, I agree. I believe that the action, the impeachment action that the House took is about accountability. The American people, by and large, and the vast majority of them don't like what is going on along the border. They're fed up with it. They're fed up with the lying to Congress, not telling the truth, not telling the facts. And so this is about accountability and whether or not he's removed or not is sort of beyond the point. Um, I think the the House had a job to do to hold someone accountable for not enforcing the law, abusing the law and then lying to Congress about it. That's exactly what they've done. Will it have any marginal or measurable effect along the border? I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it at the end of the day. But there's only so many things that Congress can do, you know, power of the purse and oversight. And then, of course, accountability through impeachment. AmericaFirstPolicy.com. It's Chad Wolf. Uh, Chad, do you think that Texas is within its rights with, uh, I believe it's Article 1, Section 10 that says you can stop an invasion if nobody else does? Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution says the federal government will protect states from invasion. Is Texas doing the right thing by passing laws saying you either turn around or you go to jail? I, I believe that Governor Abbott's doing everything that he can to protect uh, Texans and Texas communities along that border. He's taken some unprecedented action. There's no doubt about it, right? This has never happened before, and that's why you see so many lawsuits. Well, it did, um, well Chad, let me stop you. It didn't have yeah. to happen before because you guys actually were looking well, out for the border. That's why. So that, that, that was the second point yeah. <laughs> of, my, uh, of my statement. It's never done, been done before because the federal government has always taken its responsibility along the border with regards to border security and immigration enforcement seriously in every administration, uh, whether it's been Republican or Democrat before this one has always taken steps to improve that some a little and yes. others a lot. This is the first administration that has taken 10 steps backwards in making that border less secure than the day day one when they found it. And so in the absence of that, tech, Governor Abbott's having to do some really unprecedented things to protect his state and, and his residents. So I don't fault him for that. I think he should be doing that, and I think the Constitution allows him to do that. It's uh, Chad Wolf, AmericaFirstPolicy.com. You know, uh, a couple of things are important there. You said Mayorkas was the, was the deputy secretary under Jay Johnson, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jay Johnson once said, if I get 1,000 people across the border in a day, I'm having yeah. a really bad day. Now we've got 10,000, 13,000. We're setting new, new uh, records all the time when it comes to the border. And you just mentioned Democrat and Republican presidents have done something, either a little bit or a lot, to help secure the border. You can go back to Bill Clinton's State of the Union addresses where he talked about illegal aliens can't keep yeah. coming here. And they have to do it legally. So what changed, do you think? Was it the fact that Obama had eight years and he tried to open it as much as he could and maybe make us a North American 
union or some sort of a globalist outlet? I mean, what do you, what do you think the plan was? Because you're right. Democrats not very long ago believed in a closed border, too. Yeah. Well, a, a couple of points. I think, again, both President Biden, then Vice President Biden, and Mayorkas were in the Obama administration. And if you recall, when President Obama through Jay Johnson started deporting a number of individuals, not a lot, but started actually doing their job and removing individuals, they came under attack from the far left. And right. so I think that left an impression to both with both Biden and Mayorkas, and they decided they weren't going to repeat that this time around. And so I think they have caved to the activist left groups out there that say, look, the border should be open. All these people should be allowed in. They should be released into American communities, so forth and so on. I think a really important point about Secretary Mayorkas, before he was deputy secretary in the Obama administration, he was at USCIS, that's U.S. Customs, or sorry, Citizenship and Immigration Services. Right. And it really was the architect behind DACA. Right. And so DACA continues to be a program. I did that, not know that. He, he's that the guy that came up with this. It was. It was. And so every court has said that that is an unconstitutional program. Right. And even the Supreme Court, they are doing the same thing today with the parole system. And I think what you will find in, in whether it's this year or next year or the or the following, you will have courts say that that is an unconstitutional use or an illegal use, I should say, of the parole. And they've paroled probably over a million folks into the country now. So. Sort of history repeats itself here a little bit, bending immigration law to fit their, uh, you know, sort of their policy outcomes and not doing them in a legal way. AmericaVersePolicy.com. Chad, are you reading my mind? Is that what's going on here? Because I was going to talk to you about parole and asylum. And, and my wonderment was, and I think you just answered, but I'm going to ask it again. Uh, my wonderment was, do we need to go to court to challenge what's going on, or do we need legislation that defines the word invasion or defines the word parole or how you use it or asylum? Because I, I think I talked to you about this last time. I grew up in South Florida. I was there when the Mariel boat lift happened in 1980. I remember the Chrome Detention Center because these people all came here illegally from Cuba, and we had to figure out who the hell they were before we let them go into the country. We did not give them all, you know, blanket asylum. We didn't use the parole system. Yeah. Were these systems ever meant to be used that way, and do we need to redefine them? via legislation or just let the courts deal with it? Well, I, th I think certainly the loopholes in the paroles, or sorry, the asylum system have been uh, exploited beyond yeah. belief. Uh, and now it's sort of a, a, a tried and true way to do that. The parole system has never been abused this way. So this is the first time under the Biden administration that the parole system has been used in the manner in which it was. I asked Tom Homan, who, who served a little bit in the Trump administration, but has a long career at DHS, both at CBP and ICE. And I said, how many people in your career over a, a long period of time did you parole into the United States? And it was single digits. Uh, it was under 10. This administration wow. has paroled thousands up hundreds of thousands of folks into this country using the parole system. So they've clearly abused it. It's actually being litigated in courts today as we speak. I, I, I think it will get struck down and, and we'll see what they do after that. Um, so I think right now, given where we are in this administration, I think actually the court system is probably going to be your best outcome. It's uh, Chad Wolf, former DHS secretary. He's now the executive director at America First Policy Institute. Go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. Should you become the DHS secretary tomorrow? You wake up tomorrow and you're the secretary. Could you fix this very quickly through policy? Will we see from 10,000 a day down to 1,000 or less a day immediately just by almost flipping a lever? 
I don't know that the numbers will change right away, but there are certainly things that you can do on day one to change the dynamics at the department, to let the know, let let the law enforcement officers at DHS know that it's a new day that they can actually enforce the law. You send a message to the Mexican cartels, to the Mexican government, and every other government out there that's not taking back their foreign nationals. So there's a variety of things that you could do on day one. Will those numbers just drop immediately? It probably won't happen overnight, but it will probably happen within the first 60 to 90 days. Absolutely. Chad, I've got almost a minute left with you, and I appreciate the time today. One last question. When it comes to what's going on at the border, we've all now seen this piece of video of somebody from the Middle East saying, you're going to know who I am soon. You don't know who I am? You better you better find out who I am. So obviously we've got Chinese nationals coming in, Russian nationals coming in, people from northern Africa. We've got the Middle East coming in. And I don't know how many how many people who are on the terrorist watch list are here. How serious a threat is this? Well, it's pretty serious for a variety of different reasons. But just to your point in the clip of that individual saying you don't know who I am, it gives you a sense of the entitlement that these folks have when they come across that border. It's a very different type of individuals we see today versus what we saw seven to 10 years ago. Those folks uh, in the past, they wanted to come over, they wanted to integrate, they were carrying American flags, they wanted to be they wanted to be Americans. You don't see that today, they, right. they are entitled. They get upset when Border Patrol doesn't pick them up and give them water, they're upset when they don't get that plane ticket, they're upset when they don't get the free housing and all the benefits that are associated with it. So we've, we as a country have become upside down on this issue and we've gotta start enforcing the law, bringing some deterrence back to the system and hold people accountable for coming into this country illegally. I appreciate how much you love the country. I appreciate what you did in that job. And uh, everybody go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. It's Chad Wolf. Chad, thanks a million. Come back soon. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad you stopped by. I appreciate it. Chad Wolf uh, was a great interview. The guy has a lot of knowledge about what's going on on the border, how to do the border right, and how to do it wrong. And obviously, Mayorkas is doing it wrong. I was surprised to hear that Mayorkas is the one that did DACA. I didn't even realize that. I had no idea that he was the one that came up with that. So, in other words, here's a guy that always wants people to stay if they come here illegally. He's got a history of that. Whether it's constitutional or not, he doesn't seem to care. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We come back. More mayhem in New York City. We're going to break that down. Plus, we've got Sarah Carter next hour, too. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.